0: And welcome to another episode of Dies to Removal, uh, an episode unlike any other, where we're going to talk about some announcements and what's coming up in Magic, our responses to it. Uh, if you don't know, there was a reveal event for Zendikar Rising, in which we were bombarded with pretty much as much information as we could. It reminded me of like Gamescom or E3, where you get loads of info, loads of different games and intellectual properties, but usually you can like pick out what you need. But in the case of Magic. Everything was, well, I guess for me, depending on who you ask. And everything was aimed at me. Well, except for the shoes, perhaps.
1: Yeah, I I feel like that would be the only thing I was a little lackluster on (laughs) are these shoes, which apparently people other than us are happy about. So listen, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Uh, I appreciate Wizards sending me a pair of shoes. They didn't send me a preview card, but they sent me some shoes... But as anyone who watches Dyes to Removal knows, we don't wear shoes at Tolarian Community College. So, I don't know, I guess they're, thank, thank you for the shoes. But everything else has me excited. I'm actually, I, I, I have probably almost entirely positive things to say. But please don't turn the episode off because, well, because I'd like you to watch it.
0: So, you, but people love uh, negativity, right? People tune in for the negativity. Like my video yeah. about Fetchlands that came out perhaps a day or two before this. Uh, you was, have a YouTube
1: channel? You made yes. a video about Fetchlands? Oh, that's right. Just for clout, right? You yes, I clout chasing for clout.
0: But I was also talking about how like a lot of the stuff that's coming, happening right now is relatively positive. But people are also responding positively to it. So I don't, I don't, I don't think the whole axiom that people only respond to negativity is completely true. But um, I guess you've done experiments on your channel, right? With the positives and negatives videos. And you've seen it firsthand.
1: Yeah, I I do feel that maybe it's the YouTube algorithm, maybe it's just the public where if they hear that hey, the professor or Vince are happy about something, they don't really care why, they just get the... It's like, oh, on the thumbnail it says the professor's happy about this, I don't really care why, but if it says the professor's angry about this, they're curious to hear why, or I don't know what it is, but I have run experiments because I honestly do. 50-50 content, positive and negative, when you really look at, like, the years of content, and the positive stuff just seldom, sometimes, seldom compares in terms of views to the negative.
0: I don't want to get bogged down about it I definitely think it's the algorithm. Like, for example, any yes. video that you've had recently that didn't do too well, if you'd change some of the wording in the title to be like, I'm happy, or do not do this, or shut up. Right. Or, the algorithm definitely thinks people engage heavier with things that annoy them. I think um, so. There's, there's been studies done on this, but that's a whole... That's a whole podcast topic. Perhaps not for us, as we're probably. Let's not, not get off so in
1: that well. direction. Let's <laughs> let's let's not get off in that direction, Vince. I want to talk about all of these amazing announcements. And for those watching at home, I am going to be staying in the office till two a.m. tonight. Uh, today is. Wednesday, and we are talking on Wednesday, so we only have information that was revealed in the first day and a half, but this will be published Thursday morning, come hell or high water, and so this is up to date. You are hearing us with only half a day's missing information, and there was so much revealed. You compared it to E3, and I agree. You and I intentionally did not talk to each other about our opinions, because we're going to talk to each other about them now, and I'm really curious, because from my standpoint, I I would grade this at, like, minus a- overall. Ooh. But but one of those negatives might be relating to fetch lands. Let's start there, shall we? Okay, fetch so- land reprint <laughs> info has been revealed. They are being reprinted for those of you who may have missed it as box toppers by a box of draft or collector boosters or set boosters and you get an expedition style land. In the collector boosters, there are two. In the set and draft boosters, there's only one. It's non-foil in the draft or set boosters, it's foil in the collector's boosters, but it's of multitude possible lands of which only 10 are fetch lands. They also might appear randomly in a collector booster, but at very low odds. And then the only other reprinting is coming next year in Modern Horizons 2. Enemy fetch lands only, five of the 10, at rare in modern horizons to a premium priced set. That's a lot. Do you think I mean I know you just did a whole video about it, but like if you if people haven't watched it now, they probably don't like your channel. Uh and so there's no reason not to spoil this. Uh, uh one sentence summary, are you happy or unhappy sentence, with sorry. with where um, fetch lands are being reprinted here?
0: Uh, unhappy is the is the, really? is the easiest way to say it because like, I'm not
1: unhappy. I'm not unhappy. Okay. It doesn't mean I'm happy, but I'm not unhappy. Why are
0: you unhappy? So I didn't want them to be used as a carrot on the end of the stick to shift other products. I wanted them to be made affordable by denting the supply versus demand issue. Um, they're doing it a little bit, Like, box toppers is probably a better way of denting the supply issue than it is to give them as expeditions. Um, There's there's some math to be done there, which we can talk about, I guess, real quickly, is that every booster box that comes out will literally have a box topper inside it. Every collector booster will have two. So that's way more than the one expedition per six booster boxes, or whatever the average was for expeditions. So it's better than expeditions. And also, even from a, from a just not just the supply issue on the whole, but from an individual perspective, I also think that Box Top has been guaranteed is a lot better than the the gamble and the attempts to find expeditions. I think the, yep. the positives outweigh the negatives. However, I still don't think it's meaningful enough. I still doubt it'll do more than a 10 20% price decrease on the cards. I still doubt it'll help anyone play Legacy or Modern. The only blessing I can see in all this is that we're still in a, a pandemic world where we can't really play paper magic. So, the impact of not being able to get decks to be affordable will not be seen until we're back into playing paper magic more regularly. So, yeah, hmm. it's not actually meaningfully hitting um, the supply issue. Although, I guess we should add it. Here it is hitting the uh,
1: supply so that's that. But that's not fair because it is hitting the supply issue. That there's going to be. a a influx of availability it it might not be hitting it enough but this is not the equivalent of just an empty kind of like oh they're they're getting this incredible like a judge foil where that doesn't really affect of course those are literally
0: zero impact whatsoever
1: what really bugs me, and and so my position on this, and I don't have uh, a detailed Fetchland video, so I, I'll, I'll be a little bit more detailed here. Uh, and if people want to hear all of Vince's stuff, mm-hmm. do go check out that video. It's linked in this video's description. But I am not unhappy about this. I'm not happy about it. It feels like – it feels like – Wizards is doing this this herky-jerky motion towards trying to correct what they've been doing incorrectly. And nowhere do I see that more in the fact that they felt we need to let them know that next year... They will be at rare in Modern Horizons two, which is they should have been at rare in Modern Horizons one, perhaps, or other master sets. And they, I feel that they finally must have gotten that message. I, I I feel that they finally were like, look, if we are not reprinting these ever again in standard, which they are still adamant about, then, then the message got through. Then you need to make them regular, recurring things in. Masters slash modern oriented supplemental sets, which I think is good. I, I just view this as like this 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 lethargic creature waking up, and there will be an influx because of the collectors boosters. People still buy them. I hate them, but people still buy them. They'll be in yeah. some slots. Uh, every box you buy, the only thing that really bothers me is that there's other non fetch lands as box toppers. I wish every box. There, there were ten expeditions, the ten fetchlands. Yeah. Every oh, box of Zendikar you buy, you'll get one of them. But you might get an ancient tomb, which is worth, uh, let me check, less. Which is worth <laughs> less than a fetchland. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's not going to be as fun when your friend gets a scalding tarn uh, expedition and you get an ancient tomb well, expedition.
0: H, H, so so there's, a, there's a few bits that I want to like um, on points and some discussion of what you just sure. said. So so firstly, going back to the supply thing, there is more coming in, and Blake has said explicitly that there'll be more, uh, I think it's referring to all of them cohesively, the, the foils and non-foils, of these box toppers coming into circulation than there were mythic, uh, of a particular mythic double masters. He used the example of Force of Will. Which is great. So the comparison that I then begin to make is that the the rare printing in Double Masters 3 decreased the Skull and Time price by around 20%. So my question now, I don't know the answer to this, but this is what I'm starting to think will this give us more copies than or less copies than the rare slot printing in Modern Masters 3? Because it's hard to say because Modern Masters 3 was a limited release set. Yeah. So it's very difficult. If it's more than that, then do you know what? I will change my stance from being unhappy to actually, that's pretty reasonable. If it's less than, we'll never know because if it is less than, Wizards just won't say, right? Um, So that's my first point. Secondly, I don't think it's Wizards adjusting and changing. I think they're just going to placate with the occasional reprint. Uh, If we, I will happily eat my words if we see a Modern Horizons reprint, then later next year or the beginning end of the year after another reprint and they slowly bring these down with regular reprints I will happily eat my words I will happily sing their praises for helping improve the lifetime of the eternal formats and the third point was on the lottery thing I agree completely again the influx of fetch lands from these slots compared to the printing in modern masters 3 again it would be good if there was just 10 fetches right but there's 30 of these things and Ancient Tombs, I'll just quickly check, it's like a $40 card, so you won't feel too burnt, but like we got them revealed earlier today, I saw them floating around. We got Razor Verge Thicket, which is a $7 sure, card. Sure, that's good. I play, no. the, I play, no, no, it's not good exactly. I play a ton of Razor Ra- 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 Verge Thicket, I love the card. I probably want these promos myself for like collector factor, sure. but it's still a feel bad when you open that and your friend opens a tarn. I hate that disparity as well. But I guess gambling wouldn't be fun if you can't lose, right? That's what the casinos will tell you.
1: I, I guess, but it, it thats it's its that same issue of they always need to have these duds that you get. And I don't understand why they needed 30 expeditions when they couldn't just do, hey, it's 10. why, and, and then save the, the other ones for a different
0: set. The next set. It seems like they have to put the bad ones in. I don't understand the logic. I don't get it. I don't know why there has to be a fail rate.
1: Yeah, I I think you, you explained it, which is probably their belief. Gambling's no fun if there isn't a chance that you lose. Uh, I, I wish that it was just buy a box, get a fetch land. There you go. Buy a box, you'll get one of 10 fetch lands. Some of the fetch lands aren't as in demand as others. That's your lose. And if you lose by getting a less desirable fetch land, I'd have applauded that. That's my my biggest concern. I've made my feelings on collectors, boosters, pretty well known at this point. Again, I don't need to restate them. I, I don't like the shifting of the people with the money and the means to buy those get a better chance at getting them, get more of them. I, I do like the look of set boosters, spoiler alert. I'll have more details on that at some point. I like the idea. I like that they remembered, okay, make sure that the set boosters also get a box stopper as well as the draft boosters. So any buying of a box, which is almost entirely done usually at local game stores, usually you don't buy a booster box of, of draft at yeah. Target or Walmart or big box stores, you do get it on Amazon, I guess, but I, I like it. I, I I I don't like how it was handled, but I'm not upset about it. I'd grade—this is my lowest grade of everything revealed other than the shoes, uh, but of everything else revealed, this is the lowest excitement from me, and I still give it a C. This is where if—because I'd give an A- minus to everything that we saw yesterday revealed— and this is the minus. This is what comes from. It's it's okay. It's satisfactory. I look at their they, they've turned in the essay titled "How We Are Reprinting Fetchlands." I've graded, and I'm like, "All right, this is satisfactory. It's not what I would have liked, but you know, you can do better, wizards." But it passes. It to me, it passes.
0: It's interesting how we have different perspectives on because when you said happy or unhappy, I saw that as a binary. I can't be in between. I'm one or the other. Well, you've said you're more. You're on a fence.
1: You never graded essays for
0: a living. Hey, I'm a failed teacher. That's probably why I failed, right? Um, but like, yeah, I'm like, I, if I'm not happy, then I must be unhappy. And I think I would give it a lower grade than that. I think I would give it a D because I don't think it's satisfactory. The other thing you mentioned is interesting. You said about at least I didn't forget the set This. Here's a th- here's a thought, right? They can't forget the set boosters because the current product range. They need to prove that it can sell. They want to say to the executives, the shareholders, and the people above them, the people who design sure. these products, that these products are successful. And we've designed the correct ways to boost the fun. The thing is, they do a crutch for that, right? If they put fetch lands in the boxes, they're all going to sell because everyone wants them. You and I are, b- are part of that as well. We're the ones saying we put Fetch lands, fetch lands are exciting, fetch lands are needed. That will sell these boxes regardless of whether or not set boosters are a good product. Personally, I like them. And same with collector boosters. Personally, I don't like them. But they will sell anyway because of fetches. So they were never going to forget because it makes sure that all three product ranges or product types sell by the bucket load this, this time round, which is then a proof of concept. So people saying, look, we've done the right thing succeeded
1: well i have some very interesting information i forget if i told you this in one of our just casual conversations but it looks as though in speaking with game stores distributors things like that that set boosters are outselling draft boosters in terms of what stores are ordering and what pre-sales are indicating five to one literally five to one
0: like no one's Oh, we are in quarantine
1: yeah Yeah, we are in quarantine
0: like less more people crack packs than they do draft right the draft booster it will be gone soon right there'll be a point where they're like they might be a limited run thing they do for like sealed events and pre-releases right. or gps or whatever if they ever exist again and set booster will be the default hence it's called the set booster i don't know if that's if that's clever enough for them to think further ahead but you know, cause think about it, like if i'm going to get a box of boosters to crack on my desk why do not crack the one that has a random chance of getting me a food chain in it as we'll come right. to in a moment as well oh, of course and also all the extra cool stuff that's in it like Set boosters are a cool product. I just kind of wish they were 15 cards so that you could draft with them if you're feeling a bit fancy and I could stick them in my Chaos Draft pile to have them for Chaos Draft. But that's just because I like mix-matching my magic, I guess. But of course they're outselling. That surprises... You haven't told me that, but that does not surprise me in the slightest.
1: Yeah, yeah. Five to one.
0: I probably wouldn't have guessed that number. I probably wouldn't have guessed that number. That's pretty high.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I, I think we're witnessing the, 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 uh, sun setting on draft, which used to be the lifeblood of magic, and I'm, I'm really... I don't know how to feel about it because I was never personally a big drafter, but I, le- I, I I appreciated that that was the center of of the game and its products, and I I enjoy Commander more, and now Commander is turning into the center. But there's some other shifts going on as well. I don't want to like dwell on this though; that's a whole other episode. The decline of draft. Uh, what is the next thing that was revealed?
0: So we've got the list of the... I don't know if it's all the mechanics, but we know that Kicker is there because we got Sharon Jace yep. last week. We know that Landfall is there because my boy Lotus Cobra is back with some incredible alternate promos as well. The art on those things was incredible. And then we got the most exciting of the three, I think, in terms of like new stuff, is that we've been given Party as a mechanic, which... I really like, uh, for those of you that haven't seen, Party is a mechanic where you're rewarded for having a party of characters or heroes on the battlefield or doing your adventure with you, and you're rewarded for having one wizard, one rogue, one cleric, and one warrior. It's literally, they say in the announcement, a homage to Dungeons & Dragons, which is a I great, love it. great um, uh, bit of uh, foreshadowing for the fact that we have a and d set coming out in the middle of next year as well, which I, yeah. I, I'm i saying right now, it's not, it's not hard. Um, uh, prediction is it, but I think Party might return for the D D set, Brian. Would you oh say yeah, there. Like? <laughs> I, I, I'd
1: say that's that's low hanging fruit, Vince. I'd say that's some very low hanging prediction fruit. I'm so excited they're finally doing this type of a and crossover. We've seen it in terms of the D D books that are set on a mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering plane, but I'm so glad to get the other direction—an entire set themed around Forgotten Realms. I mean, uh, I, I agree with our. Friend, uh, uh shivam that Dragonlance is my per. I mean, I've got the Dragonlance books right back there. I love Dragonlance, but yeah, Forgotten Realms, awesome as well. I I, lo- I love it too. I don't have any Forgotten Realms books. That wasn't my jam. Dragonlance was my jam, but D anD D, and I I'm so excited. I it's it's just it's such hype. Such hype on my part. I love this idea of making a party. I love that there's no planeswalkers involved in it. Thank you. I love that they weren't like, your party is a wizard and a warrior and a planeswalker. It's just, oh,
0: Oh, leave me alone. I thought you were saying no planeswalkers on the D&D set, and that got me excited. Oh, no,
1: no, no. I'm sure there'll be a planeswalker in the set. I just mean the party mechanic. Yeah, the party mechanic does not involve planeswalkers. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> the
0: only thing is, th- th- what I noticed was that I think a lot of random legendaries that you might be attached to, for example, I'm quite a big fan of Linvala, especially since her original printing in original Zendikar was a powerful four mana hate bear type creature, my-, my kind of thing. But she's now got blue in her and she's a wizard. I'm just like, is that natural story progression or is that then giving random old characters new classes because it fits the-, the party mechanic? So there's going to be a bit of that. yeah.
1: Thing. I I, I feel like that is inelegant, but it doesn't affect my enthusiasm for the mechanic. I mean, again, I've always said that I'm bad at judging... Stuff like new mechanics until I actually sit down and play with it. And maybe I'm going to sit down and say, ah, oh, this, this is not as fun as I anticipated. So my comments in this video about everything is just based off of the information I have. Party based off of what I've seen has me super hyped and excited. And having played with landfall, which is one of the best mechanics of all time, I believe kicker, which is definitely up there. I, I think flashback and landfall might be two of my, my favorite mechanics. Like, number one and number two, Flashback and Landfall.
0: Oh, 100%. Like... Well, kick, kick, kicker and flashback—they're they're old school stuff that has like shown that its power, and everything else is a variation of those, right? But landfall is one of the few mechanics in the in the, in the modern era of Magic since Eighth Edition that I think you can go on par with them, as being not a variant of those, but also an incredible mechanic that's intuitive, easy to grok, but also incredibly fun and powerful. I'm going to go on the record, though, and say that party—I'm going to say that party will not see any constructive play. Party is the mutate. Uh, to what well, mutate yeah. party is the mutate to uh, this set I don't think it'll see any play unless we see a really <laughs> pushed mythic uh, the only yeah. mechanic we haven't mentioned there which we should now come to because people are already writing the comments behind is modal double faced cards because this one's a whole much bigger and more exciting thing than those three what do you make of flip lands and spells that are lands sometimes but aren't others what do you feel about S- they these? can't
1: leave it they can't leave it be can they Wizards is obsessed with uh, there's an old article by Mark Rosewater about everything that he feels. I'll see if I can find it and link it in the comments. I'm sure someone will post it if I don't, and then I'll copy paste it. But he's he's talking about what he thinks are are the the flaws in early design choices of magic as a game and some of it is stuff like he wants to remove the pen stroke from the back of magic cards. There's that little pen stroke that was accidentally there and they have to keep it for all time. It drives him crazy. And I say embrace the pen stroke. But one of those things that comes up again and again is Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not our mana system where you can get mana screwed or mana flooded is a detriment to the game. And I disagree. I think that variance and that aspect of variance is part of what makes magic magic, but these are an attempt at, well, what if you could just, if you're getting mana screwed, put down any card face down and have that be a basic land. And that's essentially what this is. It comes into play tapped, which is a bit much. I almost, I wonder if it should come into play untapped. Uh, but overall, I feel that the motivation here is wizards, much like them co- constantly trying to fix the mulligan system, this is them trying to fix the mana system, we're not gonna see it as a recurring thing, but they're they're wetting their toes in the waters. They're testing the waters. I like it for the purposes of the set. I am a little cautious about the idea of let's overhaul Magic's mana system and try and make it so that you you really don't get mana screwed and mana flooded. I I, I I'm kind of like, yeah, don't do that. Leave the pen stroke on the card. That's just me. But within the isolation of this next set, it sounds like a lot of fun to play with. I can't wait to put some of those cards in some of my commander decks, which which will benefit from them. It it it's a it's a clever design. I'm worried about what it might indicate for the future. I didn't agree with the mulligan redesign. I think I'm of the camp that that fixing mulligans has made certain problems in constructed play where decks are are, are too good as a result of that fixed mulligan, and I feel that could be a problem here. But I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm thrilled to just sit down and play with these cards.
0: I agree with you. I like the mana system. I like Wasteland and Rishar and Port and Blood Moons and Back to Basics and, and Life from the Loam and Harrow and all these cards that allow you to sack your lands and do all this cool stuff with this mana system that other games just don't get anywhere close to. But the variance in the non-games is an issue, especially if they want the game to be an esport, as, of course, they are always pushing towards. So, like, modal spells are something that people have talked about as well. Best of One, especially, as well, because you can you can now have a land that has a weird utility of blowing up an artifact on the back of it and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see more and more of this stuff going forward, although people keep saying we're going to have that several sets ago and it hasn't happened. But, no, I'm excited for them. I think the new, the new land cycle are pretty good. Um, the one, so the new rare land cycle, if people haven't seen them, are just either, they're either like a red producing land or a green producing land, for example, and you pick as ETBs, um, and it flips to the other version. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, I think it's not going to make your mana perfect. It doesn't have mana types, so they don't play very well with check lands, for example, and stuff like that. I can't see me putting one in my EDH decks, I don't think. Hmm, would I? No. I think they I think they might be okay, but I think we might be going to a period in Standard when mana gets worse, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing to have bad mana. They always claim that haven't too good a mana makes Standard boring, right? Fetch lands are fetchable. Dual lands make Standard too good, so maybe that's the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, I agree with that very strongly. In fact, I think that uh, we have made it too easy to have multicolored decks in Standard almost Every set, even probably with some of the pros, if I were to ask a, a long-term pro player, hey, uh, uh, Apollo, what, when was was standard at a point where it was the hardest to have, like, three color and up decks? Even then, I feel like it was too easy. And that—I remember playing in high school before we had Fetchlands, before we had 18 different types of, of mana fixing, and it was just the original duels oh, just and just basics, and that was duels. pretty much it. And it was <laughs> hard to good. just do That's two color. Good. Yeah, I think it should be I think you I I always like the idea everybody's trying to make it so it's like oh What about when I play this color? I can't do this effect and it's like yeah, that's the point I like the idea of if you choose one path you sacrifice Certain things you can do and then you can make more sacrifices to try and bring in another color That's just my belief. I like that trouble. I like mana screw I like all those cards you mentioned uh, and I feel that, that people complain about those aspects of the game, but they are a driving part of the game, and that maybe Wizards listens to those complaints a bit too much. And I never thought I'd say that, but maybe Wizards listens to some complaints a bit too carefully.
0: So I believe on this podcast a little while ago, both of us went on record as saying the next big set would be Kaldheim, and then a year passed, and we had no Caldheim. <laughs> Do you remember that? We definitely did that, didn't we? I...
1: I've been on record, so if you go back into my prediction videos, I think at least three, possibly four of them, is me saying, the next set is Kaldheim, the next set is Kaldheim, the next set is Kaldheim, and then in my recent prediction video, or the one right before it, I said, I'm done predicting Kaldheim, and what do you know, the next set is Kaldheim.
0: They were waiting for you to say that, Brian. Ka- the name Calderheim has been floating around on text documents and on Reddit threads and leaks and and copyright trademark nonsense for like years, maybe two, maybe three years at this point, and we finally have it. We have a Viking themed set. We know absolutely nothing about it apart from the fact that it's a Viking themed set.
1: No, no, we know two things for sure.
0: Oh, oh, what do? What well, do we know? okay,
1: not one, not officially stated, but.
0: Double sided axes. That that was a uh, that was referenced. So we know there will be characters with double-sided axes. For the double-sided axes fans of you if you are a double-sided axe fan, please comment down below about how much you are into double-sided axes. What was the other thing, Brian? The, let me let me ask
1: you a question. Let me ask you a question. Ugh. Do I you do not set you up for that? Yeah. Is it not impossible? Is it not impossible that the Kaldheim Viking set does not have snow covered basics in it uh, like this is the return of snowlands and snow mechanics right we're going to have snow snow basics
0: yeah so that, so to clarify for those at home, that that was not officially said you are assuming
1: right but come on it's so uh, it's like saying they didn't officially say there are going to be zombies when we return to innistrad but there's going to be zombies when we return to innistrad there's going to be snowlands when we go to the viking no, plane that,
0: that- yeah, it's, I guess it'd be more comparable to saying when we when we got Aminket revealed, there's going to be the return of deserts, right? Right. Yeah. Sure. I, well, sure. But I would like it if they didn't. What if we went there in the spring and the snow had melted and we have no snow? Look, I play a lot of Eternal Magic and snow is nothing but a problem. Okay, I hate Astrolabe right. with a passion. And oh I'm yeah. I'm really scared of what they'll do with snow going forward. What if we get snow jewels of some kind, Brian? That's like snow shots I or mean,
1: something. I mean, Vince, you know that's going to be snow fun at all. That's going to be snow fun at all. What
0: if? We're sat here bitching about the uh, fetchlands. We get snow fetches, Brian. Uh,
1: I think that if they really considered that idea, they've probably put it on ice by now.
0: So the next set, we're going to talk about is Strixhaven. Strixhaven School of Majors, Brian. As a teacher, how do you feel about this? Uh, all we have right now is the title and a basic premise. They think they're
1: so hot just because they're accredited and their cafeteria doesn't have chronic flooding. You know, ooh, we're Strixhaven, ooh, ooh. You know, we don't have a rat infestation. I mean, come on. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. No, I'm obviously super excited. Uh, it Obviously, this is in theme with what I love about magic, not just my channel's you know, academic joke setting, but I love magic as like wizards pouring over tomes and learning spells and 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 that more arcane-based magic and less of the mundane sort of aspects that I feel many magic sets went into. Think of the Cat trailer where it was just a bunch of people doing martial art exercises and huh, physical, you know, jabs and moves to emphasize their trials of training. And I was like, where's the magic in that? That was my reaction. And so this Feels like it'll be the opposite, where it's going to be a lot more wizardry and art, sorcery and 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 arcane ancient no- texts and such. And I, I like that a lot, and that's really my jam so badly. And I'm excited about that. Bad choice to be comparing it to Harry Potter these days. I mean, that's just like, oh dear. <laughs> well,
0: they, they planned this two years in advance, yeah. right? And they're like, they're, they just crossed their fingers and hope she wouldn't say anything else. But um. With Strixhaven, I've got a theory, because they mentioned in the preview thing how it was the greatest school in the multiverse, which, to me, ex- suggested that there was comparisons between schools. Like, somehow, the people of Strixhaven would perhaps know of Teleria. Ooh. So I'm wondering if this would be the first doorway into non-Planeswalker characters... Um, creating portals again or travelling. What I would hate if it turned out to be a planeswalker school where all the students are planeswalkers. Oh, God. So we get a, like young, young oh, adult fiction Oh, God. Oh, no. So, that, so I don't want that, but I would love it if we had... The teachers were from different planes. So the botanist could be from Zendikar, for example. And you could have that sort of thing where they'd, like, they'd have knowledge of places because they've been recruited by a headmaster with... And it turns out it's Tesserit. What if it's Tesserit portals? Recruiting people. Anyway, that's my that's my theory. My
1: my game theory. We already did Tezzeret as the the headmaster, head judge of the Inventors Fair thing, and I I, I yeah. don't think we're gonna do that again. I hope not. I, I really hope that we're moving more away from Planeswalkers and that this is not. Oh God, it's giving me flashes now to this idea of another thirty six Planeswalker set. It's gonna be.
0: I, think, I no. think that's more that's more realistic. I've been gunning oh, for a long time God. saying, please have. I want to have the Boros Legion uh, put on a ship and transport to fight the Phyrexians when we finally get to that stage. But we've had none of those things really put into place except for Bolas bringing the Eternals through to Ravnica, right? That's what I want. But what I want is not what I get, as you can see with the Fetchland. So I think this is going to be uh, the second option the young adult fiction. There'll be a book alongside no, it. Oh, I was looking forward to this. And it's going to be—you're going to have to read it and review it, Brian. It's going to be young planeswalkers and their trials and tribulations at Strixhaven. That's my—that's that's the second theory.
1: So here's the Do thing. Do you have any theories on this? Sure. There's there's only there's only five Strixes in Magic's uh, history. There's only five Strixes, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're all from uh, Alara. Because the first Why? the first Strix was Tide Hollow Strix. That was the very first Strix. Mm-hmm. And then oh no, I'm sorry. There was a Sky Theater Strix on Ravnica. Uh and then beyond mm-hmm. and then beyond that Strixes have just appeared in supplemental products like Parasitic Strix and Baleful Strix originally was just in, in a commander product. But since mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. the only time we've ever seen uh, and Modern Horizons, Blizzard Strix. But we've only seen a Strix on a plane once, and that was uh, Shards of Alara. We haven't heard about Alara in a long time. Alara is also where where the idea of different magical schools. Because we had last time we saw Alara, it converged. And had the conflux, and so it's one plane again. People keep saying, "Oh, I want to return to Alara and Esper, and, and Esper is no longer. I mean, Alara is no longer sh- in shards. It all came together, and so maybe it all came together, and we made this 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 wizarding school to to look at all the five different huh. colors of magic. Because before, for those who are unfamiliar, it was really cool. The idea was was that Alara was broken into different, like, kind of mini planes, and on Esper, which was white. Black and blue. They had no green and red magic. Period. That mana did not exist there. And so now it's all healed and come back together. And so imagine that it's like, oh wow, there's this red green wizard, and I'm an esper, you know, wizard. It's like, all right, let's let's maybe start a school, and you'll be red green studies, and I'll be in the department of of esper esper control studies. Uh, uh, I I think it's going to be set on Alara. I'm predicting that here. Uh, I could also see it set... There's two
0: two vital flaws to your logic, Brian. Uh
1: Uh-oh. What are they?
0: Firstly, we never return to anywhere that isn't Ravnica, Innistrad, Zendikar, Dominaria. True. So that's the first one. And then the second one is that you're thinking too... You're being too smart, Brian. Strixes are owls. Yep. Havens are homes. It's owl home. It's literally Harry Potter. There's going to be a planeswalker with an owl in a cage. Oh,
1: God. No.
0: I hadn't realized the link until you said it. Strixes are owls.
1: Do do Strix do Strixhaven (laughs) wizards just poop themselves and then make it magically disappear?
0: Oh, I really hope there's a there's a like a train platform card and a train card.
1: No, please wizards. What
0: if they reprint every card with the word mentor in its name? Vince, I was so hyped
1: for this and you're just you're just you're just
0: taking my soul and crushing it. (laughs) Don't forget that Kasmina from War the Spark was a mentor as well. Oh, no, yeah. I liked so her character. Maybe,
1: I liked her character. So
0: maybe, on the topic of crossovers, Brian, so we've got the Harry Potter crossover out of the way. We've got the God of War crossover out of the way. Uh, what about Walking Dead? you excited for the Walking Dead secret lair?
1: No, I think this is a huge mistake. This is actually the other thing I had forgotten about this. I do not include this in my A minus grade of the announcements because I consider secret layers to be their own separate garbage pile at this point. I hate secret Woo-hoo! layers in general. Jeez. I, 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 I am compelled in my is it worth it reviews to say yes they're giving us a very good deal on most of these secret layers but that doesn't mean I personally like the damn thing I'm just being an objective evaluator and I'm gonna go so far as to say I really hate secret layers in general I hate everything behind them and now that we're getting a walking dead secret layer I don't like like uh, uh that I'm gonna see this gory imagery I think it's too far it's out of line for magic it's breaking it it's as bad to me as if they did minions or something something like that it, 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 it's it's gross <laughs> i didn't like the godzilla oh, stuff no, i do not want star wars likely. i don't want a star wars secret lair <laughs> uh, I, I i don't want this i don't want do not want and i'm just very okay. very upset I, I'm very thing, upset.
0: The gore thing, I doubt there'll be any more violent than the walker they showed. And right. And that's, that's no different to Gravecrawler either. We've had gory zombies before. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I agree with it. I screwed them up. But everything else I, I'm, I'm on board with, Walking Dead feels so over... We had Godzilla, which was quite over... his, his magic. Godzilla's here. Right? right. Like Big Monster's, yeah, sure. The mechanized robot gun thing's a bit weird, but okay. And then we got Walking Dead. Like, we've only got a few more steps before we were really off the deep end. And, and Minions is... Uh, I'd probably buy that ironically, but I'd buy that ironically? I don't know. But the Walking Dead thing, when I saw it, I was like, A. Uh, Walking Dead's, like, po- popularity. You can tell everything's a couple years in advance, right? With, like, the Harry, potential Harry Potter reference here and the Walking Dead when its peak of its popularity has been and gone. Yeah. It's funny to see it all come to fruition. I, don't, I don't want but, this. But... I don't
1: want Harry Potter's secret layer with, like, Daniel Radcliffe on a, a card. I don't. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Ju- I, I really don't like what, what is happening <sighs> oh, here because I don't want to sit down, you know, for the rest of my life now and have games where w- whatever that actor is who's the lead of The Walking Dead... Like, 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 I don't want to see his picture on a card or whatever. Maybe they'll at least take the comic book art. I liked the comic books. I've got, like, the first... 700 of them over there until I got sick of it uh, and it just was going nowhere but I, I, maybe they'll at least take the comic book art which would be a step in the right direction but I've got a feeling it's it's it, it, oh I no, don't want to see pictures of the between, TV show
0: and I want to see pictures of the TV show on my magic so cards so I don't think it's going to be pictures of the TV show because we've seen just a walker token which I'm assuming is going be a zombie, zombie token um, which is a bicycle girl from the first season where she's clawing along on the ground and um, we've seen that and it's somewhere between comic book and real life um i i kind of i i first thought when i saw it what if we get them you've recently done a video on uh, star trek cards right i find it weird when you see a trading card with an actual photo of a human being on it that's because i'm so into magic it's weird to see i was like oh no is there gonna be a card where it's like i don't even know one of the planeswalkers is like rick grimes instead i'm just like oh that kills
1: that kills what's left of my soul that kills what's so, uh, left of my soul
0: so is this the door wide open? Do you think this is a mistake that's going to just yeah. go on from here? Godzilla was the first step. I can think fig- I, I I was okay with it. Let people let people like things. It's something that I say a lot, right? And that's what I said about Godzilla. But Walking Dead. No. Oh uh, yeah, it, it's it's weird and I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very upset about the door that has now been opened with this and it's going to get worse and they're going to go further and we're eventually going to have like it's going to be saying? it's going to be like what's what's a movie that they're rebooting and they're going to do a tie-in with it? Like like what's a terrible Twilight. yeah right then it's going to be the Twilight secret <gasps> lair oh my god no Brian,
0: no Vince Brian, Innistrad, Innistrad Vampires is coming no and Twilight's getting a TV series or whatever I, I'm not even quite sure there's a new Twilight thing happening I don't exactly, I see it mumbling on Twitter I try to ignore it Oh, we're going to get Edward Cullen on a magic card.
1: Are you done with this? Can we... I don't. Edward or team Jake I don't anyway? even want it. <laughs> I don't know what that means, and I don't care to know. <laughs> I don't know what that means, and I don't care to know. Oh, are you done with this? Goodness. I don't even want to talk about this. Like, I, I'm the only... Okay, I okay. Don't, this is just so, so, so... back
0: to magic then. Back to magic. Back to, back magic. to don't magic, you the the set.
1: There is a return that we are about to do. We're returning to Time Spiral, of all things, which is definitely something that only older, more entrenched Magic the Gathering fans are aware of. And also, it's going to lean heavy on nostalgia with the announcement that not only is this a remastered set, but it is going to include cards reprinted in the old frame. And uh, that's really exciting for a lot of reasons. So there's two main components here. They have taken the entirety of Time Spiral bo- block and remastered those sets, those multiple sets, into one singular set. So it's, it's a 100% reprints, but it's not just reprinting Time Spiral. It's taking Time Spiral, Future Sight, Planner Chaos, and taking select cards from them to create one singular set. And in addition to that, in each pack, there will be a pool, much like Mystery Boosters had that pool of foil cards that were not a part of the main set. There will be a pool of selected cards that will be printed in the original frame. Uh wow, talk about uh trying to make something to appeal to your older, crankier magic players like myself. Uh, I I'm I'm s I am i am i am so excited for this, beyond belief.
0: I mean this is a glimmer of hope. We've sat here we've sat here, I think we you sat here and complained about how you think they take the feedback of newer players on board over the old vanguard. Another remastering time spiral. Yeah. A set that was infamously too complicated by Wizard's own admission, that's why they thought it didn't do as well as it could have done, because it's filled with nostalgia and throwbacks, but at the same time was too complicated for all the mechanics. Another remastering it for old players and giving us like old pre eighth edition borders on post eight edition cards. Like this fills me with hope. I'm always saying how they don't care about the old game, the history of the game, and the eternal formats. And this kind of suggests that people at Wizards of the Coast still do care and can get these things through the suits. I love it. I absolutely love it. Time Spiral is one of the best... Time Spiral is the best, second best non-Master set draft environment ever that I've played in. I love it, even though I'm only 21. I absolutely love it. And the the old frame Chalice of the Voids and Path to Exiles... Ugh. Oh, my heart skipped a beat when I saw And you're going to be able to get those
1: in foil. And Gavin said that the foil ones will have the classic shooting star on them.
0: Oh, that's, so yeah. that's so good. And the old frame for artifacts in foil and the white cards in the recast look amazing. Yeah. So, um, it might be, this might be like some birds of paradise with the new art, but with the old seventh edition frame, which people know is very nice and stuff. Oh, there's a lot, of, possi- there's
1: a lot of possibilities here. I'm. Per- what do you think? What do you think about just the idea of remastering old sets? Like we saw it. this we saw this online with Tempest remastered and they said, Why yeah. can't we do this in paper? And now we're doing it in paper. Are we gonna see Innistrad remastered? Are we going to see well, Alara remastered?
0: What, what would your pick be for either your personal choice or what you predict they would do next? Like, my obvious one is Innistrad, right? Like, no. They just do Innistrad, no. a few cards from Dark Ascension thrown in. No. That, that's the obvious because, one. Because
1: Dark Ascension and Avison Restored weren't that great, and the draft got worse with those sets, and the best draft environment of all time is original Innistrad, so I would only want Innistrad Remastered if Innistrad Remastered was 100% just reprint Innistrad. I don't want them to take cards out for Dark Ascension.
0: No, no, they 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 have to they do have to fine-tune it a little bit because um uh, like visible stalker for example was a thing that people did not enjoy playing against there are slight changes they need to make so i'm saying they do do a handful of cards absent restored was its own draft format it wasn't even involved it was its own little big set tall go
1: big thing i guess okay so dark dark ascension dark ascension and original innistrada i'd be
0: behind that no, no, Avacyn restored. Exactly. They take Gravecrawler out of Dark Ascension, and they take Sorin, and they replace those with like another problematic mythic, and they, t- they replace um, Invisible Sock and so on. Like a few tweaks. That's in
1: yeah. That's going to be the next one. I, 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 prediction number 15 here, I, I'm because it's just such a name recognition set, and it's considered one of the greatest sets of all time. I think that after Time Spiral Remastered, let's say about two years from today, we're going to have Innistrad Remastered. But I don't think that's the right okay. pick. Still, I think the right pick is actually Alara, because Alara was freaking great throughout all three sets in terms of I've done Alara drafts with all kinds of combinations of Conflux and, and uh, different packs in different ratios, and it's always fun. And I think they could really go to town selecting which cards from throughout those three sets would go into Alara Remastered, would be my pick.
0: The the other the other one I'll throw in that isn't the obvious one of Innistrad, Innistrad's the obvious, is that Firstly, I think two years from now, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to we start seeing one of these every year, like I'm generally. Secondly, the reason we're not seeing Innistrad Remastered first is because we have the Innistrad sets coming up and they know they want to overload it. And thirdly, instead of another return to Ravnica, what they might do is they might just do a Ravnica refined, remastered thing where they have cards from all three blocks because Ravnica, again, has the same name recognition of Innistrad and they can put Shocklands in it so it will definitely definitely sell as well even if they misfire. So that's my other, um, maybe a personal pick too because original Innistrad, uh, sorry, original Ravnica has a nostalgia for me. But I think, yeah, I think Alara could be good, especially if they refine it a little bit as well.
1: I said at the start of this that I would grade everything revealed on Tuesday as A- minus, based solely in isolation on what information we have on that day. Maybe it'll turn out some things go bad in the future. What would your overall cumulative overall grade of Tuesday's all the reveals t- put together be? 6.2
0: out of 11. No, that's too low. 7.8.2 out of 11.
1: That's not... Really, six point two isn't even passing. Seven is. Pa- you need a seven to pass. No, no, I'm
0: going on the video game review. No, I'm going on the film reviewer's thing. Were they allowed to? Go oh, I was going nine?
1: academically. Seven, oh. uh, like so, seventy percent is a C. Seventy percent is a C. So that's. That is, ex-
0: that, but at university level, seventy percent is a passing, right?
1: Yeah, passing C, but just barely passing.
0: Oh, I see. No, no, sixty is passing. Sixty to two two
1: Sixty is a D. D will give you the credits, but it's considered unacceptable.
0: So, so in England, they don't do the letter thing. Right. But when you jump from school to uni, they add a new thing in, because, you know, why not, right? So then you have two twos, two ones, firsts, and firsts with distinction, I think. Um, doesn't no. make any sense. Don't know why they do that. Just a fun bit of fact for anyone sat at home wondering what the hell I'm talking about. Um, yes, yeah, 7.4 out of 12. I don't know, Brian. It's really hard to put a number on it, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Um, I love the majority of it. I don't like Walking Dead, but I don't hate anyone else who does like it. Uh, secret lairs are middling and the flex sounds weren't enough. There we go. Otherwise, I'm super hyped. I'm feeling really good about the future of Magic. Calderheim's an exciting idea. Strict Haven's an exciting idea.
1: Being completely honest, the last time we had the major info dump of upcoming previews for Magic, I guess about a year ago, I was very hit and miss. Some of them were okay and a lot of them really made me not too crazy. And here... Like I said, overwhelmingly, I'm super excited about it. What will it pan out to be? That you'll have to stay tuned, because who knows? Maybe Strixhaven will be very disappointing. It'll be a disaster. Maybe we will get a Harry Potter secret lair. God, I hope not. But I'm really excited, and so you're just going to have to keep uh, uh, an eye on both of us to hear what we think when the full reveals come. Vince, if they want to do that for you, where can they find you?
0: You can find me on youtube.com forward slash Pleasant Kenobi and twitch.tv forward slash Pleasant Kenobi. I make videos on the former and I stream on the latter. I do a bit of variety streaming as well, but it's mainly magic content. Uh, If you want to look at my Warhammer models, I post on Instagram, Pleasant Kenobi. And if you want to see me shouting angrily about British politics um, or Magic the Gathering, it's twitter.com forward slash Pleasant Kenobi. Oh, before we go, Brian, we didn't mention uh, Secret Layer Yargle. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'll I'll admit that's pretty cute. That's but that's in magic, so Secret Layer Yargle, that's good. What secret lair fibbleth? <laughs> sure, that's good. Secret Lair Harry Potter. That's bad. Secret Lair Star Wars? That's very bad. Secret Lair Star Trek? <sighs> Alright, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. As long as it's not the new Star Trek, which I do not consider Star Trek. <laughs>
0: Welcome to another episode of Dice to Removal. I'm the professor from Tolarian Community College. Many Magic the Gathering players ask the question, should I buy the Return to Kamigawa Tiny Leaders Legendary Challenger event deck?
1: No. Hello, boys and girls, and everyone in
0: Betwixt.
1: My name is Vince, otherwise known as Pleasant Kenobi on the internet, or as many Magic the Gathering players think of me, the poor man, Saffron Olive. But not as poor as post-Brexit England.